Fantasy Tragics with your hosts Mike, Aaron, and Big Max. Yes, here we are with the week 14 review. Welcome in and thanks for joining us. We are the Fantasy Tragics. I'm Mike, and with me each and every week is Big Max. And Max, well, uh, I just don't know where to start. It has been a hell of a week, both, I think, for the NFL and fantasy. Obviously, the final regular season week for a lot of uh, fantasy leagues. And I'm feeling that there was some upsets. There was definitely upsets in the NFL. We started on, uh, what was it, Friday uh, with the Patriots getting up over the Steelers. And then it just flowed throughout the week. Um, For some reason, the Bears got up over the Lions. Uh, We're talking about, uh, what else here? We've got... uh, or the, the the huge uh, the huge game of the three and uh, three and O uh, Vikings over Raiders, which is a fantastic uh, match up there and well worth watching again. Um, and then um, and then we finish it off with tonight uh, the Monday night matchups with uh, the Titans over the Dolphins, and then the Giants over the Packers. Um, I don't know if we want to rip the bandage off pretty uh, pretty quickly there about the Packers, but how was your fantasy week? Oh. My fantasy week was much like the real football week. It was a roller coaster. Um, we well, we can unpack all of my demons slightly later on. But you said Monday night matchups. It was more like Monday night massacre. The, mm, yeah, it was it was gut wrenching to watch the Packers lose to Tommy DeVito. I I, I had genuinely thought the Packers were going to go undefeated for the rest of the year, <laughs> starting with a, a hiding over the Giants at home. But I. Also, almost immediately forgot about it because the Titans came back two touchdowns to beat the Dolphins. I don't know if you saw the stat during the game. To come back more than 14 points with three minutes left has not happened for how many games, do you think? How many games ago was the last time someone came back two touchdowns with under three on the clock? Oh, um, oh uh, how many games were in a season? Like three three hundred? Is that is that silly? Is that a silly number? I don't I don't was, even know. It was November twenty sixteen. It was seven hundred and sixty seven times teams have been down two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and not come back. Wow. Seven hundred and sixty eighth time the Titans wow. came back to beat Miami. Oh yeah, I would not have got close to that. I, I would have said it was potentially happened last year. <laughs> or I don't yeah who knows but yeah, feels, I, I feels like there are always lead changes in that fourth quarter but apparently a two touchdown lead with a couple of minutes left on the clock not yeah. for seven years wow okay that's that is incredible that's an incredible stat wow um the the NFL loves a stat right and and we I think that's why we love fantasy mm-hmm. football and the NFL because the, the stats um I I mentioned it before but did you, you did you catch any of the Vikings Raiders game uh with the uh with the uh, that scoreline um, no, because I, I I I mentioned that because it was the first time in I think ever that the NFL had two games in the same week finish at half time with all teams on zero. And and that was the Texans versus the Jets. That was 0-0 at halftime. And so were the Vikings and the Raiders, 0-0 at halftime. So just keeps on giving. Just keeps on giving. It's the it's the time of the year. <laughs> I think it's because I, it was on 
was it on during yeah during the red zone window mm-hmm. right yeah. and obviously red zone cuts to scoring plays and big yes. plays and yeah 40 yard passes there was literally nothing i was going to say there was nothing offensive but the entire game was offensive there was no offense played in the whole game it was punt 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 fumble punt 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 missed field goal punt 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 there was no reason why it would get any coverage on TV. Whereas oh, it, at least the Jets, oh God, I actually saved. Game yeah, I saved the you. plays. I saw a. I saw the. It came through on Instagram. So this is the actual game, the real stats for Vikings versus Raiders. Punt, 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 punt. Miss field goal. Punt, punt. Halftime. Punt, fumble. Punt, 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 punt. Field goal, Vikings. Interception, punt, fumble. <laughs> that's, that, that, Ridiculous. No. Ridiculous. But uh, it doesn't matter how you get the win. It's just important to get it. So onwards and uh, upwards for, for the Vikings there. Um, let's let's talk about the Packers. You must be disappointed, you know. Like we mentioned before we jumped on the podcast, your disappointment in, at, at love. Well, yeah, that was the thing about the game. Like, if if we'd lost because whatever there'd been miraculous plays from the Giants or whatever fumbles at the goal line that I mean you could didn't score whatever it might be, but Love didn't. He didn't pass well. He he overthrew his receivers. He underthrew his receivers. He he just flat out missed open guys a lot. It doesn't even make sense, you know. Like, if he played like he played tonight, there's no way we beat the Chiefs, mm. right? Like, it, it's it's an aberration at this point, and that's I guess is what I'm hoping is the reality. You know, he had a bad curry for dinner yesterday, and he just wasn't. He was never going to play well today. <laughs> just, was just off. Yeah, yeah there just was just off. something something not quite right, and he can bounce. Yeah. Back. It's interesting though, like because the Chiefs did lose to the Bills this week, uh, which you know maybe that was you know a pick'em. Yeah, you you could have gone either either way on that. Um, Eagles getting pretty towed up by the Cowboys again. Big divisional game, prime time, all eyes on you. Uh, you'd have to be a little bit nervous or a little bit uh, worried if you were an Eagles fan. Yeah. It's almost the because the narrative about the Cowboys is they uh, they can beat teams that are sub five hundred, but they lose to mm-hmm. winning teams. The Eagles looked like the the flat track bully who got found out. Mm-hmm. You know, they just they could not get anything cooking. Jalen Hurts kind of looked a bit all at sea. Yep, I agree with that. Yeah, and, yeah, and, he didn't look himself. Yeah. I reckon he's got one of the best offensive lines in football. Mm-hmm. You know, if Jason Kelsey and Jordan Mailata can't keep you safe, no one can. So I, I don't think you can just point to the offensive line and say they let the pass rush through and so Jalen Hurts was getting sacked. I think there's more to it than that. I think Hurts was off and has... I don't think he's been the stud that he was mm. last year. Even though the Eagles are yeah. doing well, I, I don't think Hurts is, is cooking. Yeah. Yep, I would agree with that. I would definitely agree with that. Um, well, just like pretty much every other week, though, Max, we we had some uh, QBs go down with injuries. 
And I know that's no surprise, but it is going to hurt potentially a couple of playoff-bound teams. Um, and I'm, when I say that, I mean pl- uh, fantasy playoff teams. So quickly going through the in-game injuries, we had Justin Herbert uh, out uh, with a finger injury. I think it is confirmed as broken. Um, and I imagine we are going to lose him for a few weeks, if not the season. Um the idea that he is probably gone for the season has probably saved his coach for at least keeping his job until the end of the year instead of just letting them letting him go. But I don't know. Um, but that 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 hurts the rest of the offense. Uh, and Eckler and Keenan Allen and Palmer, every, everyone there is just going to be uh, suffering without Justin Herbert. Uh, the other QB was uh, CJ Stroud uh, out, got knocked out of the game with a oh, head man. injury, and that's. That's really going to hurt some players, fantasy playoff bound teams because they have been riding the wave with CJ, right? Well, it not only is it going to hurt them because CJ Stroud has been this revelation quarterback, but the Texans have gone from two weeks ago, it was start your Texans, every mm-hmm. single one of them. Yep. Every wide receiver, Devin Singletary, CJ Stroud, get him in there. This is an offense that cooks. Tank Dell's got a broken leg. Nico Collins is now out with a calf muscle. CJ Stroud's down with a concussion. The, the Texans, in real football, are gone. There's no way that they are on track for the playoffs now. In fantasy football, you are going to be scrambling. Because we're at that point of the year where we've had injuries accumulate to the point that you're probably not carrying a spare quarterback on your bench anymore. One, because there's not enough healthy quarterbacks in the league that it's even worth keeping another but because you need the bench spot to cover all of your other injured players. So suddenly people are going to have to yeah, try and start Joe Flacco to get them through the playoffs. Yeah, which isn't necessarily a bad play uh, with uh, with his game uh, this week. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of the other in-game injuries that happened, Justin Jefferson, uh, unfortunately, in his very first game back, uh, got taken out uh, with a ribs injury. Uh, it sounds like he's going to be okay to go. He got taken to the hospital. Um, I think that was precautionary, so he should be um, good. Uh, fingers crossed on that one. Um, we've got another Viking, Alexander Madison, a high ankle sprain. Now, that that is of major concern if you've got um, Madison in your team. Uh, it looks like he could easily be out for weeks. It's the same leg and the same injury that kept him out of the game um, earlier on in his career, so... Yeah, big question mark about that. And then today, Tyreek Hill um, got knocked out of the game. He came back for a little bit, but then did not finish the game. Um, I think it, that was an ankle injury. Do we know? Do you know? Uh, it's lower leg, I don't know. Lower leg, yeah. But that will also be of concern to anyone that has Tyreek Hill on their team. I think Tyreek Hill probably isn't as much of a cause con- for concern as it looked like because he came back in the second half and put up something like two 20-plus yard catches immediately. So I think he should be okay moving forward. There's a couple of other injuries that I think probably need to be mentioned because they impact on me personally. Josh Jacobs, big daddy running back in our Fantasy Tragic yes. team, left the yes. game with a knee injury. I don't know where that's at now, but they play on Thursday. So mm. the turnaround time is not long. And Dalton Kincaid went down with a shoulder injury, which is also 
quite poorly timed with Dawson Knox, the other tight end, coming back from injury. So if you've been running with Kincaid on this lovely point-scoring run as he's the only healthy tight end in Buffalo, things might be about to go off a cliff. That's not great. That is not great at all. Well, it's, it's a great segue, but also a really disappointing segue into Team Fantasy Tragic, because this week it is, unfortunately, a, week, a walk of shame. It's, uh, it's the walk of shame that I am glad we are having now mm. and not next week, although, no spoilers, but we get a bye uh, next week. Uh, we didn't want this performance happening in the playoffs. So we've gone down. We've scored 84.16 points, uh, defeated uh, 102.02, and it was it was a horrendous showing from the team <laughs> Fantasy Tragics. But we've just mentioned a couple of reasons why, and those are named by Josh Jacobs going down, Tyreek Hill going down, Justin Jefferson going down, uh, all of those in our starting lineup. We also has uh, sorry. We also have Alexander Madison on our bench, and also Brian Robinson, who was yes on a bye, but also considered out with a hamstring at the moment as well. We are in a bit of trouble here, Max. I I'm feeling it. So for the listeners, just to quickly run through the team that we did um, start: Matt Stafford, twenty three points; Josh Jacobs, seven; Kyron Williams, fourteen; Mike Evans, one; Tyreek Hill, ten. Uh, Conquay 9 Jefferson 4 Dustin Hopkins the kicker 9 and this week we welcomed in the Green Bay Packers defence uh, we let go of the Dallas defence and they scored us 4 points we we had some stars on the bench but I don't know depending on injuries if they're ever going to see the light of day obviously browning for the sorry we had browning on the bench right uh, Cincinnati QB scoring 26 points fantastic you know that's that's great stuff but are we ever going to start him over Stafford I'm not too sure and we also picked up uh, Zeke, uh, who scored a whopping 27 points on that Friday game. Um, I mean, we we gave a half thought about starting him, but I, I was never on board with it. We should have, but it is what it is. Well, we, we, we yeah, we would have got the win had we started him. Yes, but oh, look, you know, we, we, we could never have picked that Josh Jacobs was going to go down with an injury and and Jefferson with an injury and you know were we really ever going to start him I mean the matchup was looking amazing we should have started him. of course we should have started <laughs> I was wanting to start him but I didn't want to be responsible for starting him so so I just very very gently threw into yep. the group chat we don't need to start Zeke this week do we um, and I think all of us were in the same boat where it was like I can't be the one to say, let's pull Josh Jacobs out and put Ezekiel Elliott in. You might make a move like that on a team you manage by yourself. I, I think between the three of us, none of us were oh, but had the cojones I, to pull the trigger on it. I, I was staring at the matchup and I was like, it's like this, this is now when you do it. You do it now. But I, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy either. Max, how are you feeling about our team? Like, we are in a little bit of an injury hole. The, the big old questionable is across a lot of our players. 
we are so lucky. We have made it through into the playoffs and we have ended up second in the league. We have won ourselves a bye. I think that might be the biggest play of the season, right? That is the lifesaver. Between Ezekiel Elliott suddenly being a thing and the bye, I think we have the room to get healthy again. Because mm. let's say, worst case scenario, questionable Justin Jefferson, questionable Josh Jacobs, questionable Brian Robinson, questionable Alexander Madison, all miss next week. That's yep. great for us. They don't play. Yep. They don't get re-injured. They have a whole week to get healthy again. That would be the ideal scenario. So yes. it means that if our studs get sat down by their real teams, which is the sensible thing to do, they also get sat down by our team and we don't take a hit for it. So mm-hmm. I, I think there's a... there's a. I like to think that we go into the semifinals after the bye with a healthy lineup. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think we'll have a far clearer picture heading into those semis because of the bye, which gives us time to just, you know, we, we don't have to panic right now. We don't have to hit the waiver wire and look for a replacement flyer. In saying that, though, I do like playing the waiver wire for defense oh in my regards goodness. to blocking other players. Right, blocking your competition. So we'll have a we'll have a conversation off air, and uh, we'll have a look at what our other t- other competitors need, um, and go go with that. All right, moving on to the heroes and the zeros of the week. Max, what would you like to say about your uh, hero of the week? Oh man! So having not been here last week, I, I've I need to make up for lost time. So I've got about six heroes and ten zeros, but. <laughs> I mean, the number one hero for me, we've already touched on it, that we play in a dynasty league which had the playoff starting in week 14. Okay, so I, I had a knockout playoff matchup today which went right down to the wire with less than a minute to go in real-time football at the end of the Miami-Tennessee game. I was down... 95.66 to 95.16. And Ooh. I only had one player <laughs> left to play, Devon Achan, and the very the second to last play of the game was a pass to Achan who ran it for one yard, which gave me 0.6 and pushed me to a half point victory to stay alive in the playoffs. So Incredible. I'm onto the semis Incredible. on the back of Devon Achan absolutely hanging on by his fingertips. He didn't even score 10 points, but he did just enough. Yeah. Although this comes with a caveat because I watched the play live and I'm not sure it was a forward pass. So if the NFL mm. goes back and reviews this play and calls it a backwards pass, I lose half a point and fall out of the playoffs. But yeah, I mean, if that happens, everyone will know because I won't be here next week. Um <laughs> The exactly. <laughs> I do have another hero though, and this one's kind of for Aaron. Um, so in our sort of home league, which Mike commissions, to make the playoffs, Aaron had to have a number of things go his way. Mm-hmm. He he had to win, which he did. He beat you. He did beat me. Yes. He had to have the team second in his division beat the team in fourth. Mm-hmm. Tick. 
Done. Job done. Done. And the team in third had to lose for Aaron to climb into third. And that was all looking pretty much on track. No one in that team had broken 20 points. They put up a very poor showing. But they had the Cowboys kicker, Brandon Aubrey. (laughs) Brandon Aubrey is in his first year in the NFL. He played zero college football. And his previous sporting history is playing professional soccer. Amazing. In this game, he kicked a 60-yarder, a 59-yarder, a 53-yarder, and a 48-yarder for a total of 21 points. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. He he wrote wrote this game off. He was like, I'm going to lose. And he, he was angry that he was losing to a guy that hadn't even cracked 100 points. And yet... Do you know the, the actual breakdown of, of what happened at the right? So it was the last kick of the it was, game. It was the last kick of the game. Yep. And and the this guy was on 97.04 points. And the his opposition was on 97.12. And that final kick, which is a 50-yarder, was uh, pushed him to 102.04 points. <laughs> and it wasn't even a kick they needed to make. Like the Cowboys no. did not need to kick that field goal. it was like they knew Uh, i can't believe it i honestly can't believe it uh the uh the player in question uh posted in a uh one of the group chats uh that i'm in and he said uh and i quote what i like about aubrey is he's a 28 year old rookie because he only started playing football in 2022 because he was watching a game in 2019 where a kicker missed and his missus was like you can do that and he was like i can do that and then he went and did it. That's some BDE. <laughs> Do you know what Aubrey's field goal kicking percentage is this year? Oh, no. 100. He has not missed a oh. field goal through 14 games. And he just looks cool, calm, and collective as well. Like, man, what a what a find for, the, for Dallas there. Yeah. Like, n- not only are they scoring huge points just on the offense, I his... His special teams kicker, there's something special. Yeah. Are they are they re- are they real Super Bowl contenders? Beating the Eagles. Yeah. Like the, the, the Cowboys story has always been choke artists who scrape into the playoffs and then fall to pieces. This team does not look like a fall to pieces team. It really doesn't. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It'll be weird seeing them succeed. Seeing we've pretty much our our whole lives, you know, so not not do that. Yeah, obviously in the 90s, but I wasn't really into football in the 90s, so. No, I was too busy being born. Yeah, well, there, <laughs> there was that too. <laughs> Big call. Um, on to my hero then, old man uh, Mahag over here. Um, look, I, I went for a little bit of a outsider here this week. I went with David Njoku. Oh, yeah. uh, this week's stats, he, he, six receptions, 91 yards, two touchdowns, uh, 27 fancy um, points, and it's put him as tight end seven on the year. You mentioned him before, with Joe Flacco now under center, Najoku is flying. It's absolutely the time to play him. I missed catching fire on Njoku last week. So I was in a position, due to the amount of buys that were happening last week, that I played two tight ends last week in one of my leagues. And uh, Najoku scored three points. 
I mean, two tight ends is a desperation move. It is very desperation, right? Yeah, and he scored three points, and I was like, oh, that's that's disappointing. So obviously I'm not going to play him this week, seeing that what I thought was going to happen has not happened. So let's just move on from there. And then he just goes big, and I'm just watching these points on my bench, and I'm just like, oh, I couldn't really do with that. Anyway, I think he's got a great end of year, minus maybe the Jets. So his next... Well, sorry, Najoku's run or the Browns run to the end of the year is the Bears, the Texans, the Jets, and then the Bengals. So, I mean, for me, it's just Najoku all the way. He just play. He's just a a huge man as well. Like, God, I, he's enormous. He's he looks like the for whatever reason, it just doesn't look like his head fits in his helmet. There's just so much face in his face mask, like. Just it like, could be all the burn bandages or something, though. Well, He's the one yeah. who got his face burnt off halfway through the year, right? Yeah, and just carried on playing. Yeah, you know, um, old mate from the Browns could probably take a, a lesson from that for you know manning up and playing. Um, who's the cube? Deshaun Watson. Yeah. So here's here's like it's nice to see Joe Flacco making the Browns' offense look relevant. I would love to see Joe Flacco come back off the couch and win a Super Bowl with the Browns. But I can't possibly root for that because that means Deshaun Watson, with his two hundred and eighty million dollar contract and his all of what he's got going on outside of the game, still walks away with a Super Bowl ring. Oh, I would hate that. I totally agree. I hadn't hadn't considered that, but that would make me. Oh, it makes me angry right now. It actually makes me angry if Deshaun Watson gets anywhere near a Super Bowl ring. Have you seen those um, photos floating around or the memes floating around of? Uh, there's a side-by-side photo of Deshaun Watson and Joe Burrow of like yep. what what an injured QB looks like, and yep. one and Joe Burrow is full on studying the tape to help out as Jake Browning yeah. who's out there carrying the team. So, Sidelines, arm in a sling, freezing conditions, beanie on. You know, obviously doesn't need to be there. And then Deshaun Watson's like dressed in the latest gear at a basketball game or something like yep. like. I don't think I don't think the photo was even him at the game. No, no, no. Just I, ridiculous. Just ridiculous. Hate hate that guy. Anyway, uh, did you also hear what Burrow did for Browning? No. So uh, Burrow gave up his box at the Bengal Stadium to Browning's family because they're all West Coasters and not used to the cold, and so he thought. The, his Browning's family would enjoy it in the box a bit more. That's really cool. It's, it's so cool, right? Browning's also the one out there winning the game for them, so it's kind of lame <laughs> that the Bengals, <laughs> as an organization, didn't put up a box for his family. But yeah, very, but, very uh, cool of Burrow. Very cool. I of mean, Burrow. you you saw uh, you saw Devito's dad and agent in the stands uh, tonight and at, at MetLife Stadium. They're not in a box, <laughs> you know. Like it's it's that. We have to talk about Devito's agent. I mean, oh man, I don't know how on a radio format we can do justice to this dude, but he's he looks like an extra from The Sopranos in the <laughs> worst way. In the worst way, like full on fedora. What I mean, probably costs heaps. He's a football agent, but what looks like a cheap suit. He, oh yeah, you have to, if you haven't seen it which I, I'll be surprised because it will be all over social media for the next two days. He will be a meme, uh, uh, like a lifetime meme. He is, like, I almost wonder 
has he lost a bet? Like, or is that how he dresses all the time? That's that's oh. the question I'm asking. You know, given who Tommy DeVito is, I really hope that this guy is just some New Jersey local who's yes. picked up the contract. He <laughs> lives next door to his mother. You know, something like that. He's, oh yeah, I, I God, I hope that he's not a professional sports agent. That's how he chooses to look, but. He's he's done a correspondent sports agent course at the local community center, yeah. and he's like, "Oh yeah, hey, pick up this guy, yeah, yeah." yeah. Davido picked his business card up off like a, a community cork board or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, watch the space. We'll uh, mm. we'll keep on tracking him. Alrighty, well let's uh, flip over to the zeros, Max. I'm gonna I'm gonna kick off this because I'm a little bit uh, grieved here on a number of reasons. I've gone with Jared Goff this week mm-hmm. because the Lions were terrible. They were really, really bad. Jared Goff has ended up with eight fantasy points this week. And while he's still sitting at QB 12 on the year in fantasy, which I I have to say, I, I found that very surprising. If you had have asked me blind, I would, would say you know, late teens, maybe 20-ish. Um, and that's even based on what he's done early in the year. He's dropped off, right? What has happened to the Lions? That's two losses, both to divisional rivals in the past three weeks. The Packers in Detroit, and this week, the Bears in Chicago. The once highly praised offensive weapons everywhere have a decent defense that can actually make plays has just vanished. It was mere weeks ago, Max, Thanksgiving, that or if you want to call it Halloween, as you always do, uh, that I had them as a future fantasy pick because they were exciting to watch. And now, and now what? Like Goff threw for 161 yards this week, the season low, and it's affected it. Like, I don't know, I'm on St. Brown. Sorry, I'm on Ra St. Brown looked terrible. Montgomery scored no points. The defense is just leaking. I don't know what's going on. Something something has happened in Detroit. Yeah. I mean, you were right. That Thanksgiving game <laughs> was a barn burner. Great watch. Mm. I loved it. Mm. But not because of the Lions. No. I reckon Jared Goff's quite an interesting case study of how your brain gets locked in at the start of the year. Because if you had asked me where Jared Goff was sitting, I would have said about 10. Because I knew that he'd kind of been lighting it up through the start of the year. The Lions mm-hmm. were scoring heaps of points. Um, but he, he's he gone off the boil. I don't know. This has been a, this was a very strange week of NFL, right? Correct. Like Correct. If, you'd multi, if you'd put a few multis on at the TAB, there's just no way that you're walking away with money. A lot of the favorite teams lost. Correct. But yeah, I, I, I cannot fathom what's going on with the Lions. And this is something that you and I pay attention to, right? Because success for the Lions is bad for our teams because they're all in the same division. Seeing exactly. the Lions lose to the Bears is the yep. best possible outcome for our teams. And two weeks ago, I thought the Lions, not only were going to walk away with this division untouched, but we're going to be a genuine contender to be going to the Super Bowl. Mm. And there's a world where they don't even win the division. So they finished the year, this is the next four games. Broncos, Vikings, Vikings. Lions win. Cowboys. 
Cowboys win. Vikings. Yeah, okay. I mean, let's say the Vikings and Lions go 50-50, right? They split it, right? And that's what I said a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about this division. I I split those those games, and I think that was me going very heavy on my, you know, bleeding purple. I I thought we could, could match them. Now I'm convinced. Like mm-hmm. we should win the home game, the the home matchup on that. We might lose in Detroit, but they, the how do these guys beat the Broncos and the Cowboys? I, I don't think they do, and th- that's it. With there's four games left in the year, that should have the Lions finishing at ten and seven if they go lose, they lose, yep. and then split split the games with the Vikings. That's ten and seven. Yep. If the Packers win their next four, which is possible, they finish ten and seven. The Vikings need to win three out of four mm-hmm. to finish ten and seven. Mm-hmm. So the Lions have gone from owning the division to fighting for their lives to make the playoffs. Yeah, with that end of season run. Yeah, and something has to change. the The game against the Broncos uh, next week is in Detroit. And I think that will that will help. For whatever mm. reason, last year as well, they were very strong at home, but then on the road again, not great. So That's the Jared Goff story too, eh? He is yes. he's a bit of a homebody. Yeah. It was also the same for Matt Stafford, I think, even when he was at the Lions for whatever reason. So hmm. strange. Very strange. But uh yeah, I look I it, it, I hurt. I have Jared Goff as my leading QB in one league and that league I am now playing in the wooden spoon matchup next week. That's the, uh, so um, I'm feeling a bit grieved by Jerichoff. Anyway, Max, who was your zero? He's a friend of the pod, <laughs> Gabe Davis. Oh, and I didn't want you to say that name. I and I'm going to have to unpick this because there's no reason why anyone should care what happens to Gabe Davis because he's he's a fair weather friend. Um, he's useless. But so this week in our number one league, I was not quite mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but I needed to beat, I needed to win, and I needed to up my overall points for by like a hundred to scrape into the playoffs. So I had to take all these players who were sort of high ceiling, but probably not that reliable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was looking at my lineup and I was thinking, Tyler Lockett is not going to get me 35 points. But Gabe Davis, in a Buffalo-Kansas City shootout, mm-hmm. that guy could score three 70-yard touchdowns. He did not score three 70-yard touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I saw that, yeah. In the last five weeks... He scored zero three times. But but what about the other weeks in, in between? Oh, he scores what is it? Like nineteen. <laughs> I So I, I don't play, know how Buffalo won this game. No. Because Diggs did Diggs, Diggs got four did catches. Yeah. Gabe got none. Yeah. I I don't know where their points came from, otherwise. I mean James James Cook. James Cook might be a secret weapon to win the fantasy Super Bowl, to be honest, because it looks like that new offensive scheme in Buffalo uses him as weapon number one. But yes. yeah, how, in a season when 
the Bills are like they are fighting for their lives to make the playoffs. They've gone to seven and six. They they're yep. sixth or seventh seed in the AFC. And Gabe yep. Davis gets two targets for no catches. I I so I got rid of Gabe in nearly all of my leagues. All of my leagues. I was just like, I'm done with him. And I had him everywhere, right? But I had him in one league. I just had him stashing him away. And I played him this week because I was like, well, this is a smash play. This is a smash play, bro. It was. It was an absolute smash play. And like, if you go back and have a look at my Gabe Davis usage, every time he scores points, it's been on my bench. Mm Mm-hmm. So you you should have looked at that, Max, and seen that I started him in a different league and gone, oh, well, no, I should definitely not play him because he's what? definitely not. I thought I was doing the big brain move, right? Because at this point, nobody trusts Gabe Davis. It, and the stats on all the apps are very misleading because they say he averages about 12 fantasy points a game. Yeah. No. Bullshit. Yeah. No. Yeah. That needs to be divided between bench points and game points because he averages about two game points. <sighs> what? Where does where does Gabe go next year in the fantasy drafts? Like people like you and I, who spend too much time on these sort of things and have now been burnt by Gabe, we will not go near him. He he will not be. I will not pick him up at, at any stage next year because he just can't be trusted. But people that are not uh, that you know play a little bit more socially on the old fantasy football. We'll look at his points from last year, or this year, I should say, mm-hmm. and go, oh, he's wide receiver, whatever. Yep. Wide receiver 28 on the year, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Why, why are we not picking him up? And I will allow that until the cows come home. Like, please, someone else take him. The cynical thing to do would be pick him up, keep him on your bench, let him have his 30-point week, and then trade him to some idiot. Mm. Yeah. Not that I'm going to do that because he's going to be sitting there on the bench staring me in the eyes and I'll start (laughs) up. Yeah, well, enough. Enough, Gabe Chat. I hate him. Uh, There is another zero, though, that comes out of that game. Uh, And that is the entire Kansas City Chiefs organization. And anyone who follows football has kind of been aware of this ridiculous brouhaha, but the Chiefs lost to the Bills. And in on the Chiefs' last drive of the game, they needed to get down there and score points. Uh, they were, I think it was only a second down or something like that. But they got penalized for offensive offsides. Cardarius Tony, who has cost them a game or two already this season. Oh, I would probably I would probably draft Gabe over Cardarius Tony, but lined up offsides so beyond the line of scrimmage and the the camera angles are damning the dude is effectively standing on the bill's side of the ball he is 100%. miles offside it's, and it's not it's not in question that nope, he is it, offside it is yeah. this is not a marginal call this is no this isn't like where was such and such as feet patrick mahomes lost his goddamn mind he he was going at the referees like not just verbally mouthing off, but several minutes later after the game, he's like getting up in the faces of the referees. He's smashing stuff with his helmet. He's still going on about it two days later in press conferences. Yeah, it, it was the it was the idea that he got up in the referee's face like five plays after it happened. 
Yep. Like that's what are you doing, Mahomes? Like that, I'm not a big I'm not a big Mahomes fan anyway. But that looks really bad. The optics on that is are terrible, right? Yep. Yep. It, it's the kind of stuff that it just reeks of you've not had any adverse calls. You know, and anyone who watches any kind of sport, you're aware that the the team that always wins, everyone always complains that the refs helped them win. You know, this was always the thing during the Tom Brady years. Certainly in the Super Bowl last year, there was a lot of talk about sort of this ticky-tacker holding penalty that gave the Chiefs the game, all this sort of thing. But this just reeks of a sort of an organization that has had the rub of the green go their way. And the first time it doesn't, the toys are just being chucked out of the cot. Very, uh, may I say, Australian uh, cricket team. Mm. You know, can I just uh, throw that out there just for shits and giggles? I I don't think this is Andy Reid, though. Like, that's not how Andy Reid comes across. He He isn't someone that throws his toys. Like, you see, you see coaches like... Uh, Pete Carroll, Seattle Seahawks. Man, he is th- he is throwing uh, his headset. He like he's in the seventies, I think, and but he can move, <laughs> right? You know, like when he's upset, he can move. I don't. Nothing is coming to mind about a time that Andy Reid gets upset, like. No. Gets no, up in any ref's face. It's so out of character. And I, I thought the press conference was a real surprise from Andy Reid where he came out and he said the call was an embarrassment to the NFL. I wonder whether Andy Reid's position is, you know, path A is say it's a bad call and blame the refs. Path B is acknowledge that Cardarius Tony, after playing football for his entire life, still doesn't know where the line of scrimmage is. <laughs> You know, like what's Andy Reid going to come out and say? Yeah, Cardarius is blind. Like, what? what you can't yeah. throw one of your players under the bus. But even so, it's it's a very, it's not good to see coaches come out and diss the refs. It's no, it's not particularly yeah. on on a not a marginal call, objectively no. offside. Yep, totally agree with that. Just as a just as a side there, I've just had a quick had another look at the stats. I I called Mahomes out last week. I'm pretty sure he was my zero of the week last week in suggested that if you have Mahomes and you're heading into the playoffs, like there needs to be a pivot. Do not, do not trust him. He was QB 19 on the week. I know. I started him. Did you? Yep. I, I wouldn't have needed 0.6 from Devon Achan if Patrick Mahomes had done what he was supposed to. But again, like, I, uh, I had my other quarterback, Kyler Murray was on a buy. On a buy. Okay. Yeah. Well, you, you had to do what you had to do, but, I mean, oh, well, okay, so if he's QB 19, 20, 21, 22, Tua was QB 22, and Jalen Hurts was QB 23. Yeah, it was a tough week for some of the uh, league QBs. Um, Not everyone can be Jake Browning, bro. Yep, that's, <laughs> that is true. Or Ritter, or Purdy, uh, or Zappi, uh, or Trubisky, uh, Flacco, um DeVito, Locke for the Seahawks, like they are, they are all scored more. Ugh. I cannot why wait. Play, I cannot why wait do we play fantasy? Why oh. do we play fantasy? Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. 
Gosh. Um, did you have another zero that you want to talk about? Did I? I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just I'm giving you the floor in case you wanted to offload on anyone else. Well, I, feel, I feel like I've taken up enough of the people's time. <laughs> Fair enough. That's that's quite all right. Well, let's let's look ahead uh, to the future fantasy and week 15, where for our New Zealand listeners, there are three games on Sunday this week. It is beautiful, like absolutely like Thanksgiving all over again. Um, we've got the Vikings versus Bengals at 7am, Steelers versus Colts at 10.30am, and then Broncos versus Lions at 2.15pm. So uh, it's a wonderful time of the year where the NFL offer up these games and you get to watch a lot more. So um, something to look forward to there. Max, what's what's your matchup of uh, Week 15 that you're eyeing up? We talked about it a little bit before coming on air. And again, I think it's probably a product of injuries, but it feels like there's so few delectable matchups left there because really we're just is. running That's out right. of healthy fantasy players. But yep. uh, the game that I've picked is one of those Sunday games. The Denver Broncos going to Detroit to play the ailing Detroit Lions. Mm. I'm I'm really, really interested in this game because mm. with the... Kansas City Chiefs going down to Buffalo and the Broncos now being on like a six game winning streak. There is only one game between the Chiefs and the Broncos in the AFC West. If the Broncos win, they'll draw level. It, I would just love to see the Broncos get up and take the division after having the disaster of a year they had last year. Yep. It would be just so tasty to see them take it away from the Chiefs. And the, the Broncos are... Like, Cortland Sutton is now on something like eight games in a row scoring a touchdown. Ten out of 14 games he's scored a touchdown this year. The Broncos are fantasy relevant. I have Justin Herbert in one league, so I might need Russell Wilson to be welcomed into the fold. Um, Yes. And the Lions have got a big target on their back. And you and I would both love to see them go down to the Broncos at home. So let's ride. Yeah, let's ride hard on that one. I am all on for the Broncos. Uh, You're well aware that I had a fairly large bet on the Broncos to beat the Chargers this this week, and it came in uh, very, very nicely. I have to say I was very surprised, very surprised with how the Chargers have been playing that they were the favorites going into that game. I was just like, what? I mean, yeah, I, I couldn't put money on quick enough on the Broncos to win that game and sure enough it came through and a a little bit of a brag here I had money on the Titans today and (laughs) I just honestly honestly they were paying six dollars at the TAB and I was just like (laughs) I'm throwing it out there oh boy it was a it was a glorious time did you use your Broncos winnings to bet on the Titans Look, is that why? Because you had pockets overflowing with notes. Yeah, yeah. I the the bet that I had on the Titans, the initial amount that I put on them, I pulled right back. I was like, "Don't be silly. You're just <laughs> high on the Broncos win. So let's just let's just temper expectations." I wish I hadn't. Now I really wish I hadn't. Yeah. 
Um, no, I, I totally agree. We we are both wanting the Broncos to take down the Lions hard for our chances um, of of the Packers and the Vikings to make the the playoffs. Um, but just the the turnaround from the Broncos has been great, and it they started the year one and five. Yeah, it, it's yeah. miraculous, yeah. I, and I don't want to give anyone credit. Sean Payton, not no. a fan. Russell Wilson, not a fan. Yeah. Cortland Sutton, I drafted last year and he scored like one point all year. I don't want to give him a pat on the back. Yeah, there's, but you just have to acknowledge that they've done something yeah. really, really good. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. Well, this week I've I've gone with the Packers, um, and it's the Packers versus the Bucks, and I I made my choice before today's game. So there is an asterisk there in regards to like, well, they didn't show up, but that doesn't that doesn't mean it's not going to be a big battle next week. Both teams have fantasy relevant players. Jordan Love, I would probably still start. I no, I would still start over when going up against the Buccaneers. Look, both teams are six and seven now, um, and also fighting for playoff contention. The Bucks, you know, they've got Baker Mayfield, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White. You know, you're, you're probably going to start all of those guys, even Mike Evans, who scored one one point eight points for us in the fancy treasures this week. So you're definitely going to start Mike Evans. He's wide receiver nine on the year. Yeah, yeah Rashad I, White yeah. may be the best draft pick because yeah. he's not. He's running back four. Is he four? He's running back four. Wow. Okay. That's incredible. Yeah. That's an absolute steal for those guys that have them. And look, I, I think the the pack will come right. I, I don't I think this will be maybe the wake up call that they needed. I don't know. Maybe they've they've had other wake up calls this year though. I'm just when, trying when to when you're at six and seven you've you've, <laughs> you've had, had a few wake up calls. Wake yeah. up calls. But the, I think they'll be they'll be hurting from from the loss. To the Giants, you know, where is um, it? It is at Lambeau. Oh yeah, so I mean that, that's also getting into December. That's a tough place for a team from Florida to come and play, right? Uh, yeah, like you are looking be... at potentially sub-zero temperatures when you spend yeah. your day in the Caribbean. That's that's going to be a very tough place to come and play. I'll be interested to see what the odds are on that, um, and if the. Pack are not favourites. I would be sending some money that way, just quietly, just quietly. Um, it's a wonderful time of the year with playoffs happening, but for some of us out there, we haven't made we haven't made our playoffs, and you know that's it. It might be a time of reflection and a time of understanding where did it all go wrong. Um, and I'm saying that from someone that is in the playoffs and as also someone that's not in the playoffs. Um, and I know where I've gone wrong. I've already, I've already done the reflection on that. And sometimes it's just, it's just bad luck. It's just injuries. You haven't necessarily done anything wrong. It's not that you have, uh, you know, made poor trades or no trades. And it's not something that you haven't played the waiver wire well enough or you have, you know, for pretty much anyone that, picked up uh chubb on the um in the in the draft you were hurt in week what was it two three four I don't felt know. pretty early 
It was, it, it was, it was super early, right? As far as when the big when guys season down. died. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been a, it's been a long season since then. So, yeah, it, it's exciting, but I think there's there's a long way to go for. Well, there's only a couple of weeks, but there's a long way to go for those that are still in in the hunt for a championship. Um, I don't think. Oh, just I'm I'm just thinking back to the fantasy tragics and how lucky we are to secure a buy. I in my league, I've been in the first spot for a couple of weeks and then I lost this week. And while it's kept me in the playoffs, I've lost the buy, and I'm a little bit hurt. But also understand that I'm still very lucky to be in the playoffs. So <laughs> I, I think if we would do a retrospective and all take votes on where team tragic was going to finish at the end of the regular season uh first round by would not have been high on the cards very true very very true yeah i was i was definitely hurting on on that one look uh let's uh, wrap things up uh tonight max uh as i mentioned uh sunday a huge football day uh on sunday three games available there's also the black caps going on uh first home game of the summer, uh, Black mm-hmm. Caps versus Bangladesh. Uh, a one day down in Dunedin. I love that. Uh, free- I love I love the idea of welcome to New Zealand, Bangladesh. Yeah. We're going to take you as far south as cricket goes. Oh, it's it's beautiful. It's it's the right thing to do. Free to year and free to year for the next two, if not three years, I think, all New Zealand cricket, which is, which years. is fantastic. Years. Yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, catch it on Duke or TVNZ uh, for the cricket fans. Um, I have a wedding on Saturday that I'm attending. Um, so I am looking forward to riding Sunday off watching football and cricket the entire day. It sounds like the perfect weekend. Have they told you you're emceeing it? Uh, no, they haven't. No, no, no. I'll, I'll wait until I get there. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Always a pleasure. 